This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on and pack down for bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nilsson. Let her rip, HG. Yes, uh, TF Mutt, Cedric Espen, Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Uh, that's a, a sample of the power and the passion of the Sump stuff camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. The Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, our charity partner, well, it's uh, raising money again through the Lucky Envelopes campaign. June is Lucky Envelopes month for the Knights. Get involved, take a chance and win big. Remember, look, I I have no idea what the prizes are. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm very hands-off. All I am is a conduit to join you and the Knights and success and money. I mean, remember, all, and can I set this out right now clearly? Remember, all proceeds from the uh, the envelopes, the lucky envelopes, go to victims of the punt and helping out those who have put in on the track so as you can take out at the TAB. So if you're a victim of the punt, don't worry, the Knights will find you and maybe you can become a victim of the punt by buying a lot of lucky envelopes. Do you get the drift? It'd be great if you could. Now, job keepers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and Footy Season 2020 for another blast of boot festivities, frenzy and frolics. Have you got your application in for that new carport the government's going to pay for or maybe half a granny flat out the back there where you thought, well, what am I going to do with that rubbish? Step. Granny had loved to live in it. Now, buffs, right thinking patriots, got to talks to me, pilgrims, TP Hoarders looking for another role of mad football freaks. HG Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week! A week when too much sport is barely enough. Rugby League! And a wonderful Thursday night display in the boot caper. No wonder fans are around the planet are dialing up our sport, our rugby league, and tuning in in their millions. Sure, there's been a big Turn off on the local audience, and I don't know why. I mean, seeing the Chooks run up 59 points, that's a dream come true in anybody's language. Broncos blot. Obviously, customer satisfaction north of the Tweed, not great, but there's swings and roundabouts here. Elsewhere, former great Terry Lamb lobs into Bulldog training to prove there's still nuance. That's right. That's how I saw it, a nuance. A nuance approach to rugby league. And, of course, he had to go and get checked out because, you know, well... Is he an A-class citizen? We don't know. Jury's still out. Racing and owners are given a green light to turn up trackside in New South Wales from this weekend. That's right. If you've got a horse running, off your shoot. Uh, with limited crowds to follow, I understand, uh, in the coming weeks. Still with horse talk, TAB is back in business in certain states. Yes, the doors are open again. The jolly green giant, in you go, lose your money, get a lucky envelope on the way out. And the murderer still has to drag Channel 7 and Foxtel kicking and screaming over the line with a TV deal before the, well, between their teeth before the bounce next Thursday, Tigers v Pies. I know everybody's... Licking their lips in anticipation. Aussies, fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you uh, with us as we 
prod forward once again through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. I mean, that's what this this granny flat idea, the government's, this squeeze, the government's cooked up the carport that you never thought about until this week. That's what that's all about. You've stepped up, had a go, now you're getting a go. Now, well, I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement again in the Blindside studio. To get the Blindside barge away from the wharf, let's talk to a man who has pioneered the return to rural and regional tourism across Australia. We've been locked down, but now on a big long weekend like we've got at the moment, we can hair off wherever we want to and have a look at the great the great sights of our states. His latest foray is into the Golden West of New South Wales, where he's inked a deal with the LTA. That's the Lithgow Tourist Association. He has proposed to the LTA a three-pronged assault, encouraging Aussies to pack their bags and head back to the home of Ironfest. First prong is the sporting tour of Lithgow. Meet at Watsford Oval, spend several hours taking in the sights, strolling through the interactive museum of sporting memorabilia housed in the double garage to the left of the new toilet block. Recall the wonderful sounds of yesteryear, say the 1970s, 79 match where Stomper Staines burst over for a try against Orange Sims. I mean, we played that the other week and people are still asking us, can we replay it? No, we can't. Sadly, we can't replay that crowd because it suffers in comparison to the rubbish that the Rugby League is putting on at the moment vis-a-vis crowds. These crowd noises just don't work for mine. Sure, they approximate something to do with people cheering, but not nearly good enough. And that Watsford Oval of 79, I mean, that's gold. Uh, then it's after after Watsford Oval, it's on to Rooting King Lodge where you can see the King, the Slug and the new stable stars including Tubboat Cliffy do their thing. There is a chance to lock horns for a three-way turf talk with stable staff including Purse the Puller and Pete the Parrot and see uh, the horse float, the Woodis Boys, that's Weed and Fractious Bruce call home. And a must-see highlight while you're out there at the lodge is the 12 television sets the King kicked to death because Bruce McAvaney turned up on screen. Now the second prong, this is the more important prong if that's fun, this is the serious bit, is the World War II tour, starting with the Fallen Heroes War Memorial, uh, follow your guide and wander along to the Small Arms Factory Museum before retracing the steps to the POW Memorial on Chifley Road. Keep going past the Lithgow Blast Furnace and uh, the Under Repair Zigzag Railway. Um, there's not much going on there, but you can imagine what it'd be like if the zigzag was moving about. Before having a cup of tea at the World War II anti-aircraft gun battery on Scenic Hill. Not sure what they had in mind, but it's great to get up there and have a cup of tea and have a squiz. Now, the third prong is something for the kids. It's the Blur of Fur Tour or the Panther's Paws Whip Around, where every kid gets a paw passport and a map to the 12 sites the Lithgow Panther has been sighted during the last decade. Youngsters will be able to collect stamps in their passport from ticketed paw custodians at every location. And after all that, you'll be feeling peckish. (laughs) That's for sure and certain. And lunch, well, you're paralysed by choice, really. There's the Tin Shed Cafe, the Secret Creek Cafe, Faux 68, the Emerald Lantern, the Wellerone Bakery. I mean, you'll... Again, they just simply you won't know where to go. Uh, talk about a wild weekend of chock-a-block full of memories and the man who put all this together simply wanted to give something back to the great community at this very trying time. That man is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky, dude. Yes. <laughs> Funky is the word. Thank you very, very much, H.G. Nelson. What an extraordinary week. What an extraordinary by any measure. Correct. Extraordinary week. A week where truth, truth is again under assault with the President of the United States claiming he has never had to use a toilet. (laughs) 
Well, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. He holds it all in. Well, as Stomper Staines once said to me, HG, he said to me, you can hold it in, but it's got to come out somewhere. How true. How true is that? That's true. The uh, AFL great Kane Corns, whom I don't often listen to but I did this week, he says the AFL should look at the NRL and the man of feathers, that's the man of golden feathers, to see how it's done. Look and learn, learn a lesson on leadership. What a shot across the murderer's I know, bow. I know. From uh, a great like Kane Corns. Now, uh, popular television programs, Talking Footy, one of my favourites, and uh, Game Day, they're to be axed. Axed as of next week. Now, uh, <laughs> the murderer has done it again. Uh, he wants to shut down, it seems to me, any examination of his work at all in the media. He doesn't like, uh, he doesn't like examination. Doesn't like people talking about what he's up to, and we can see why. There's blood everywhere, evidence everywhere, and we're not allowed to examine it. Not allowed to look at it. Not allowed to run the uh, the slide rule over the work. Now, here's a very sober story. Teenage prodigy Will Parker. Now, Will Parker is said to be the most promising player since Gary Ablett Sr. Now, that is a wrap. Now, he's turned his back on the AFL. He wants to be a leg spinner. <laughs> a leg spinner. I know. Now, the murderer strikes again. The murderer's obviously got this kitty aside and said, listen, mate, have you ever thought of rolling the arm over? Mm. Oh, no, I hadn't. Oh, thanks, murderer. I might give that a go. Turn my back on the AFL. See? He's done it again. Can we talk about it? No. Talking footy? No. Game day, no. no. Not allowed to talk. Now, the uh, NRL corporate boxes will be open next week. Crowds at the Rugby League as of next week. The man of golden feathers has struck again. I know. How ahead of the curve is this bloke? Uh. Extraordinary. Now, Eddie Jones has called for changes to the Eddie Jones. That's the current, I think, might be the current England rugby league, uh, rugby union coach, uh, who was the Wallaby coach at one stage, you may recall. Not much success there. Has had more success with England. Anyway, he wants uh, changes to the rugby union laws to, the, to allow the game to flow more like rugby. Oh, Lord, we've got to go back to 1908. That's <laughs> reunification. That's what he's talking about, reunification. Well, I can tell you now, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Not while the man of feathers is there. I mean, if anyone could drag rugby union kicking and screaming over a line, it'll be that man. That's what it needs. Now, Barlam, speaking of kicking and screaming... Mm. He's burst in, as HG has already alluded to, burst in on a Bulldogs training session, gives all the players a bear hug. Thank you, Terry. Result, lockdown, testing, interruption, typical bloody lamb. Typical. Now, people have said to me, Roy, were you aware of that? Were you aware what Terry was at? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Otherwise, there's certain practices would have been put in play, i.e. he would have been made to lay in the bath of sanitizer for a start, then be hosed off, dressed 
and there would have been social distancing, no bear hugging. I mean, that, that would have been the practice, mm-hmm. but oh, no. He just wandered in as if he's class A and he's not. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he's not. Terry Lamb has never been class A ever since he whacked Terry Hanley. We don't forget, bah. We don't forget that day. I don't. I'm sure a lot of Balmain supporters don't either. We've got long <laughs> memories, old fella. Anyway, there will be a fall, there will be there will be a fallout from this. There will be perhaps police presence at all training on Bulldogs games. Is that what you're suggesting? That's what I'm suggesting. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm suggesting, that Mm -hmm. we take it seriously, that we have police people surround the ground wherever the Bulldogs are training. With a picture of Bar Lamb in their hand. Yep, exactly. On their phone. Yeah. Oh, they'd all know who he is. They'd know. All Tiger supporters. All, All Tiger supporters do, yep. Now, uh, Holden HG is to end its commitment to the V8 supercars at the end of this season, not next year. So uh, for fans of Jamie Wincup and Shane Van Ginsburg, <laughs> and who isn't fans of those two? Well, there are a few, but anyway. Nobody knows what they'll be driving next year, not a clue. G3s, I think. G3s, what's I think a G3? that's a sort of generalised sort of car. Is it? That, is it? Uh, different Can bodies you buy them it? in a showroom? No, no. People are saying this is the end of uh, supercars. Well, I think it is. Yeah. No Holden, no, no supercars. Cars. Yeah. That's it, as far as I'm concerned. I only watched to see the Holdens go around. Uh. No other reason. Uh. I don't think genuine Australians do. Uh. Now, Rugby Australia has sacked 40% of its staff. A little bit late in coming, really. Should happen about 1909. That's when the rot set in. Anyway, uh, at the meeting at Concord Oval last Sunday morning at 10am HG, 3,000 people, maybe more, turned up, all willing to put their hand up. This is for the team, the Rural and Regional Anzacs, and they're ready. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you this much, they're angry. These were angry people. Mm-hmm. And I, when I gather a team together, I like them being angry. Mm-hmm. I said that to them. I said, let's use this as a positive. However, put the proposal to Rugby Australia. Haven't heard. Haven't heard what? back. Haven't heard back. Haven't it, heard back. We've got our uniform. We've got the, the Guernseys look great. Mm-hmm. That the, fabulous that, yes, badge. That's right, the badge, uh, that, the slouch hat, all yeah, of that. Yeah. Looks terrific. Go out with the slouch hat, take the hats off. You know, it's a bit of... Ritual looks yeah. good. Bit of theatre. Bit of theatre. Hmm. Hats are left on the uh, sideline. And that lovely thing you've got going there, silence until the hat comes silence off. Silence until roar. the hat comes off, then a roar. Yeah, fantastic. It's theatre. That's what's required. Exactly. But nothing from Rugby Australia. Wouldn't even answer the phone. Make of that what you will. The AFLW supports the Bathurst bid to become the motor racing capital of the Southern Hemisphere. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, Roy, what an incredible week. And after that enormous success Thursday week ago where yes. uh, the NRL broke all records Did. and uh, the Feathers man came out and had bigger trousers and more feathers than I've ever seen on anybody before in my life. Yes. Uh, sadly, this week, this Thursday night, the numbers were less than promising. Uh the NRL's big numbers uh, following the competition's post 
COVID shutdown have crashed with over 500,000 less people tuning in for the Brisbane v Sydney Roosters match. Now I find that very hard to believe. What was happening on MasterChef that night? Actually? Well, it was Thursday terrific. Night. I think Poe was in the uh, doghouse, if oh. you know what I mean. You know, he was in the bad books and going to the place that no one wanted to go to. Yes, they, were, play, they, were, they were cooking for immunity, I think, weren't they? Cooking for immunity, that's right. And there was some suggestion yes, that... I think Callum might have won that. Callum, back-to-back, back, I yeah. think. Yes, back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. back okay. Well, I can see that would have drawn a lot of you know, well, Broncos fans, perhaps. Well, who... when Callum's rattling the cutlery, I'm... You, I, I know, I know you lean forward. Yeah, no, I, I know. Lean forward. I know, and you're now, not alone there. Can I point out? And perhaps Broncos fans, you know, after the previous week, Eels, yeah. they might might have thought, well, maybe there's not as much here as we thought, and yeah. then 59 blot. Who wants to get involved in that? No, that was the they score. don't. They don't. They don't. But having uh, said and we that, know he if state of origin's anything to go by, if Queensland isn't winning, Queensland aren't interested. Oh, Which I is fair enough, I suppose. I hadn't. Is that university test of I, fact? I believe it is. I believe it is. So if the Broncos aren't performing, Queenslanders won't watch them. That 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 seems to be. And can I point out the universal hatred of the Sydney Chooks? Yes. Everywhere Wherever they, they go, oh, no. it's a black hole, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I mean, you yeah. think they've got feathers, but they haven't. They haven't. No. They're plucked. Yeah. Those uh, yeah. roosters. Now, Media Week reported the total of 619,000 watched the game on Channel 9 across yes. the metro and regional areas. Yep. That figure is in stark contrast to the previous week of well, 952,000. Yes, nearly a million, yeah. Now, yep. you, I know you keep your eye on what's happening overseas with the uh, <coughs> Peter Valanders' work. Yes. Uh, did it hold up across the world? I think they had 300 million watching. Yes. Have you any idea on the numbers, say, in Vladivostok or, you know... Or the United know, States. Keto I, I, yes. the United States. Yeah, look, I think it was more like a billion, I think, HG, the week before. I haven't received the figures on this week at all because you recall, I think, 300 million in the United States alone watched the Rugby League relaunch. Uh, but I don't know how many people watched it uh, last, last week. Thursday. Last yes. Thursday night. Now, yeah. can I just, jumping from topic to topic, but mm. we're talking about Brisbane. Yeah. The float, the idea that we float this week is the Brisbane bom- Bombers. Yes. As an NRL site. This is a feathers idea, isn't it? Well, can I point out that what seems, what's Looney Tunes at the moment yeah. is... You got it up and running. Yes. Why not leave it alone for a while sure. instead of coughing up all these? Well, he can't leave enough alone. No. That, that, that's his. I mean, if he does have a fault, that's it. That he tends to overreach and then drag the community, you know, kicking, kicking and scream. screaming, so to speak. Uh, now, now, if the Brisbane is that what they're going to be called, the Brisbane Bombers, the uh, well, second I, Brisbane okay. team. I think this is. I think there should be a well, national is conversation. Is there going to be a relocation of the Titans to Brisbane? Is there, oh, is there any I talk of not. that? Oh, I hope not. Okay. Now, a national conversation about what this new team in Brisbane should be. Yes. And if the national conversation is only between Eddie Maguire and Jeff Kennett, I'm okay with that too. Sure. So what, what I would have preferred, a modern mm. a modern nomenclature, yes. a modern series of names that right. could be maybe surveyed by the public. The Brisbane COVIDs or something. The virus. The Brisbane the Bri- virus. Oh, whoa. I was thinking more of mm. something I know they're – in basketball and all those things, they have those ambient names. I was oh, thinking, like heat and yeah, that sort of jazz, stuff. all yep. that sort of stuff. I was yep. thinking something like that, but the virus isn't bad. Mm. How about the Brisbane Wuhan's? Yes, or the vaccines. The vaccines! Whoa. <laughs> now you're getting now to we're the getting sharp close, aren't we? We are. Now, on the mad ideas, 
and we'll come to the matter of the game, can I point out that when you score 60 points in a game, yeah. it does look as though a 1,000 points a season is not beyond you. Mm. So I've approached a couple of firms yep. about putting up a million dollars for the first team to get a 1,000 points in a season. This is rugby league, obviously, a 1,000 sure. points in a season. Sure. I think it's a great idea for the AFL to have a similar – the murder will never take it on, but no. have a similar idea. Mm. I can't do the maths quickly enough. But let's take the yep. – so far, as the hands revealed in the rugby league, yep. it looks as though the Chooks could run up a 1,000 points this season. Yep. So I'm suggesting that the Volanders, his next idea, mm. is what I'm calling the bigger – Cheese SPC Two Fruit Challenge, mm-hmm. which is a million dollars for the first team yep. to run into a thousand points every season. Wow! Now, that, what an incentive that is to this, attractive football. This pot of a million dollars, HG, would that come from, uh, say, the government coffers? Would that I, be a federal I, government as, grant? As I understand it, as it, an incentive. Yes, and they yep. would be able to take. You're not expecting uh, Altona cheese. or Bigger Cheese to put any money into this, are you? <laughs> well, sadly, that would not be the case. No. And I would be mad and I don't want this to fall over at the first hurdle. Sure. Because Bigger Cheese, great people. They've had a terrible time with the bushfires and uh, COVID and now they're struggling to get people to go to that area and I hope people this weekend have gone headed in the bigger direction. Yes. And the SPT uh, Two Fruit organisation, which is a terrific organisation, uh, Mona, I think, uh, makes a terrific Two Fruit. Yep. Uh, Now, what I'm hoping is that they can approach tourism people because I think the SPC Two Fruit might come out of Shepparton in Victoria. Yes, I think that's Uh, right. Now, so what we've got is the government gives them a million every year for this challenge. Right. And that encourages kids to eat well, stay well, play yes, well. Yes, yes. There no. won't be any resistance from a largely Victorian market, HG, would there, to offering incentive to rugby league? You, I, 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 I don't you know. know. I, 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 I think that, you know, it's a moving know, landscape. It I, is. I understand it is. And this. And if anyone can do this, Vlanders could. Is any talk of Vlanders going south of the Murray to do a bit of work there? Well, I hope so because yes. I think that the police will eventually catch up with the murderer and this should be a yawning Oh, he's casual. going to be arrested. <laughs> of course he will be. Of course. It's just no, it's a case Matter of, of time. Yeah. <laughs> so Peter Volanders, I can see, in charge of the AFL, the Rugby League and, of course, New South Wales Racing. Yes. Now, coming back to the problem of the challenge mm. is that are we going to go through and I don't want to unleash a avalanche of this sort of thing, but are we going to go through a period where we cough up these ideas every week? Mm. Can I put that on pause for a minute and come to the problem of the reorganisation of the design of Sydney that the rugby league's going through with this return to suburban grounds? Now, people may remember after the Sydney Olympics, it was Mm. thought that two stadia, Mm -hmm. the Sydney Football Stadium and the one at Homebush, which was obviously famous, made famous in the Olympics 20 years ago next month or the month afterwards, uh, were enough to cope with the demands of sport in this city, meaning that you could play Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday at various venues and Mm -hmm. then if that was stuck, you could go to the other venue when you're not playing at Lang Park or wherever or further up in uh, cowboy country. Now, Philanders, in his wisdom, has Mm. suggested Leichhardt Oval, which we discussed last week. We did. I think there are up to 50,000 people at Leichhardt. Yep. Then he thinks there should be 50,000 seater out at uh, Campbelltown. Campbelltown, yeah. Uh, Lotto Land gets a touch-up, 50,000 seats there, Mm -hmm. and he's got another one, Belmore. Terry oh, Lamb. okay. What about uh, Cogra Jubilee? I oh, know Cogra Jubilee's in there as well. Good. So all of a sudden, he's returned the game completely in, and redesigned the city of Sydney to force public transport to move in a completely different way to what it was organised to do. It was easy for people to go to Central, get on a train, go to Homebush. Yes. They could get on the shuttle that took them from Strathfield out to the Homebush yeah, site and then easily. off they could yeah. walk up, have lunch, 
yep. get on the bus and come home yep, yep. or get on the train and come home. That was easy. Now people are going to be scratching their heads. Where do I have to go now mm. to see the team? It's madness, yeah. madness, yes, it complete is. madness. And then again, it distorts completely the use of the city. Then we overlay that with tribalism. Tribalism. He, he's calling for tribalism, isn't he? It's your return to tribalism. So people in Manly will get in, however people get to Manly, I forget, on the ferries, I suppose, mm. then they have to catch a bus up to Lotto Land. But mm. all the way they'll be, if they're, You'll support us, they'll be spat on and yeah, their cars yeah. will be torched and yeah, so on. Yeah. I mean, that's what we imagine by tribalism, oh. people taking it seriously. Yes. Is that going to work? Well, well, a couple of things to unpack in this, HG. I, like you, don't want to see our magnificent stadia, i.e. the Sydney Football Stadium, or how it's going to be. I, yeah, I know it's just know rubble it's, at the moment. Yeah. And Homebush. Uh I don't want to see them consigned to become white elephants. White elephants, that's the danger. That is the danger. No one wants to go there. No. Where is it? I've yeah. forgotten. Yeah. How do I get there? I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, because they're very expensive white elephants, aren't they? Now, on the other hand, there's something attractive about just being able to waddle down to your own stadia nearby, a suburban stadia. There's something very attractive about that as well. I understand that. And tribalism... Look, tribalism in excess can lead to war. <laughs> we know that. Now, I don't think we want to encourage warfare, you know, amongst our various football communities. I don't, I don't think we do. Culture, in a way, quarantines tribalism in a very, very attractive way because there's a lot of pleasure in hate, HG. I mean, I hate manly. Mm. I do. I hate mm. their culture. Mm. You know, I hate Up there. Well, I hate Brookvale. I, I, yeah. I hate Lot Island. I hate all that. Yeah. But in a way, it's an enjoyable hate. Yes. Nothing gives me more pleasure mm-hmm. than sitting in the stands at Brookvale seeing Manly lose. No, no, I understand you know, that. It's tribalism. Of course, uh, it's tribalism. But it's but there's something healthy about it. Healthy tribalism. That's what the man of feathers wants. Bludging on the blind side as a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. Yes, Roy, then we come to the uh, six again rule, the changes in the rule, which yeah. seem to produce these lopsided matches. Well, teams get a roll on, don't they? They do. Mm. Now, then they become un- unstoppable in a way. Yeah. Defence is compromised. Okay. Here's a few things about that. Do you think six again is too harsh a penalty? Well, maybe two again. Yeah. Rather than six again. Yeah. More, another two, something like that. I mean, I mean, we've got to tinker with the rules. Do you I reckon mean, it'll reduce it to a game of touch originally, eventually? Eventually. Well, that's that's what it could become. You know, Although we did see last night, HG, a, a few, uh, you know, green shoots of hope. Defence ah, yes. had a role to play last night. This is Storm... Rabbits. Uh, versus rabbits, which was a terrific game. In it was the end. very good, very very enjoyable. We we saw a, a lovely uh, what, what balance between mm. defence and attack, and, and that's what people that's what people want. Can I point out? Can we get the balance right? I mean, there's got to be a root and branch examination. I agree with Gordon Tallis. There's got to be a root and branch examination of what's going on at the Broncos with their culture. Mm-hmm. Now, is it Seabold's fault? Arguably, it is. Mm. They've recruited the wrong sort of player for the game. Mm. I mean, the game's moved on. It has. It's not being played as it was in the 90s. It's not being, play- it's not being played as it was last 12 months week. ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, they're being exposed. All these coaches who have old-fashioned ideas are being exposed at the moment, HG. And those are the cutting edge, those who have learned to adapt to uh, the changing rugby league circumstances. Those, those who've embraced rugby league um, are winning. showing the way to go. Yeah. Now, there's a few things here. It looks to me as though every player has to be basically a half. <clears throat> yes. That the second rowers need to be mindful that their job is to guard what the halves are doing on, the, on their <clears throat> That's opponents. That's right. They've got to be much Speed more off agile. the mark, actually. Speed off speed the mark. Off the Everybody mark. speed off the mark. Speed off the mark, that first yeah. five metres. I mean, who was the fastest man in the world over five metres? was Pat Cash. Pat Cash. They've got to learn. They've got to learn the, Pat look at the tapes. style. I know. They've got to look at the tapes, see how that bloke went from the serve to the volley, how he got there. Five metres. I know. Within what? Split second. Nanosecond. Nanosecond. That's yeah. what's required, actually. It is. It is. Now, now there, there will be players, and if you can get a big player, say... Who can go that quick. Who can go that quickly. Whoa. I know. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking now, for. Now, the old days was the forwards would lay a platform and then pass it out to the... Uh, Halves who yep. distributed, you know, to the centres or wingers. Sure. Now that's all gone because now you notice the attacking, the most attacking player all the time mm. is either the fullback yes. or the uh, halfback. That's right. That they're the key people you got. Unless to a winger comes in sniffing for opportunity. Oh, sniffing for opportunity. Sniffing for opportunity. Yeah, but then you get that problem like last night where yeah. Vanavalu yes got that magnificent try. That's right, and it was ruled kid. against. Well, there was oh, the there other was one. A, that, that was the other one. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, there was that. I thought there were two highlights of the match last night. Yeah. Was they got a bit willing at one point, and it I did. thought that'll never happen again. Mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, that's wasn't it good to see that. It was, it was, it was. See, it, 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 it sort of sparked the tribalism within you, HG. It did, it, it did, it did. It I did. know. I people love that. I didn't think they'd ever see. People any love passion. hating Manly. People love hating Collingwood, south of the Murray. And they do, don't they? I thought what was wrong was players but, were grinning too much last night, though. Yes, a lot enjoying of themselves. We enjoying don't themselves. Enjoying themselves. Of course we don't. No. Then the other thing was I love the ref's mistake. Yes. The try that was called back was a try. That's I'm, right. I never agree with Gus Gould, but I agree with well, Gus Gould. I agreed with him last anyway, night as we well. Go. I so agree. We have yes. this problem of faster rucks produce yes. quickly a, a nil 12 scoreboard. Mm. Now, this produces panic in a side. Yes. So if you're 12 points behind yep. in the losing team, which in turn led to, you know, obviously you're You start making mistakes. Mistakes. You start making mistakes. Yeah. You question up. your own... Abilities. Mm. You enter mm. the room, what we used to call the room of self-doubt. The self-doubt, and your trouble is you can't find the door. You can, there's no, there's no door handle, HG. In the, in the, if you're in the room of self-doubt, and that's where the Broncos are at the moment, aren't they? They are. They're living in the room of self-doubt, and it's up to Seabold to provide each of these blokes with a door handle. How to build a healthy community? <laughs> Form a club. <laughs> clubhouse win matches this is bludging on the blind side on abc radio uh roy the afl as we mentioned uh you know he's lurches back into action this week yes and uh, obviously i think it's the pies versus richmond thursday night and from then on just a cavalcade yep. of footy cavalcade no, that, that's going to be fantastic uh, uh, corporate boxes allowed to be used hg i don't think uh, so no, don't this think weekend so either. but remember of course i think in the rugby league the corporates and sponsors are back yes they are i think the position the volanders the man of feathers has adopted mm. is that we're on the moon and we're shooting for mars yes uh, i couldn't get my head around it i didn't know what he was mm. talking about uh, i thought hello he's done a deal with elon musk Yes. Uh, somehow that they're going to fire another rocket to the moon and then 
Take from their rugby, rugby league yep, players yep. with them and somehow get the game going on Mars. Oh, gee, that's a vision, isn't it? <laughs> At least we have someone with a vision, unlike the murderer who just imagines, you know, the world is a graveyard. Now, Eddie Maguire has done a lot of heavy lifting for the AFL through this whole period. I mean, sure I, I don't know how the bloke survives, honestly. I mean, mm. every week he has to come up with a wheeze to keep rugby league off the front pages of the Melbourne papers. Yes, that's right. Off the back pages as well, and they've, they've got to rubbish them, yeah. the landers and all that. Well, he's aware of the vacuum. He's aware of the vacuum. I couldn't have put he's it better. He's trying to fill it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And he's he's desperate. You know, desperate. This week he was hosing off the idea that a Collingwood Football Club could be sold to American interests. He yes. said he had to explain that the club doesn't isn't owned by anybody and the Americans baffled, couldn't understand how that would work. Mm. So he had to spend hours explaining that and he got a lot of coverage there. Yes. He's had to lay into uh, David Koch for the 12th time this year. Yes. This time about uh, the push that Paris made to wear the club's iconic prison bar Guernsey for the showdown clashes against South Australian rivals the Crows. Right. Now, this is a bit arcane, this, because... This goes back into ancient South history. Australian... AFL yeah. history, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So the Port Power, sorry, were, come from a club called Port Adelaide yes. who had the classic prison bar <clears throat> jumper. Yes, which is very similar to the Collingwood black and white stripe. Yeah, Kosh wants to go back in time with the famous strip as the club celebrates the 150th anniversary this year of Port, that's yes. Port Adelaide, Yes, and they want it to be able to be worn at Adelaide Oval in round two when the AFL season resumes next week. That'll be the local derby. The local derby, well done. Yep. However, Koshy wants to use it in future showdowns. Oh, which is always the local derby. Correct. Which, what are so, we up to, showdown 109 or something? <laughs> probably. Mm. Now... Well, though, isn't it given Roman numerals? Isn't it, it is. sort of XXYV? Yeah, yeah, that sort of madness. Now, yeah. <laughs> the NFL team wears the prison bar Guernsey, but the last mm. time the senior AFL side showed it off was in 2014 final against Richmond when it received <laughs> special permission to do so. Right. Maguire said the Magpies and Power have a contractual and trademark agreements around when Port is able to wear the prison bar strip, which is, and given it's so similar to the Collingwood jumper. Yes. Now, then we get into this going backwards and forwards. I think the AFL should allow us to wear it in the showdowns. This mm. is Goshy, obviously. Showdowns have a significant heritage value of South Australian football. Yes. And that's what we're, I'll be discussing with AFL when we talk about wearing it at the showdown next year. Maguire is adamant the magpie black and white vertical stripes that define Collingwood should be kept away. Speaking on footy cl- classified, now RIP, last night, he accused Kosh of being disingenuous yes. with his demands and claimed the Sunrise co-host doesn't have the guts mm-hmm. to protect Tell the Port Power fans the days of the prison bar Guernsey are over. Are over. Yeah. Now, yeah. so Maguire said Collingwood had always been accommodating of the Port whenever it requested yep. uh, to wear the prison bar Guernsey, but Kosh was pushing things too far with his wish to wear it in future showdowns. Mm. Now, yeah. I mean. It's a storm in a teacup in a sense, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's twice But a it does max. reveal something, doesn't it? It reveals that there is from the chairman, that is Kosh, that there is dissatisfaction with the Port Power Guernsey and the Port Power look. Yes. Right? Yeah, that Now, that teal. sends a very difficult message to Port fans. It must do. It, look, yeah. I, I think when it comes to Guernseys like this, HG, there's got to be closure. And I don't think Port Adelaide have had closure with their oh, prison bar Guernsey. Excellent. excellent. There's got to be some sort of coming together... Burning. Burning of the Guernseys. Uh, I, th- I think that's got to happen. Well, what would and happen? out of that comes the... New thing. The new 
yeah. Port Power. That they teal. Can be, yes, that they can be yeah, teal. So yeah, no, it doesn't you work, are. you see. You're better off with the prison bars. Yeah. Oh, no, you're reeling back. Yes, you are. Yes, you now, are. Now, I'm yeah. just wondering, you know, the Black Diamond Corner, very focal point in Alberton. Yeah. If people gathered there, say, on, uh, you know, I don't know, the long weekend in October. Why not? And they well, pick a special day. What, what about uh, whatever day the club was originally formed on? All, all those all, years all, ago, all 150, 150 years, years ago. Yeah. Whatever date it was, yeah. on that date you have the cremation of, of the prison bar Guernsey. Everyone is, who has one brings, brings it along it and, burns and it. add it to the pyre. Whoa. So you might get thousands of Guernseys being burned. People would come from overseas. They would. Poor power fans who are now out of Australia yes. due to quarantine to be available yes. for the yes. fortnight beforehand. Yes, Koshy could be theatrical and wear a dog collar. And, and say Nude. some appropriate words, yes. you know, like... like, thanks to everybody for coming. Thanks to everyone for coming and we're here for this ceremony. Um, ceremony, if you don't well, mind. Well, ceremony. This special ceremony. Yes. Where we're going to consign yeah. something that we all love... To the ash can To a better world. To a better world. Yeah. You've got to be positive, Roy. I suppose you the do. The ash can of history is dead wrong. Dead on wrong. Occasion, yeah. But we're going to burn them. <laughs> Yeah, enjoy the fire, everyone, and let's go out and party, know, party, and and we and hate Collingwood because <laughs> we hate their Guernsey. We hate the black and white. That's the message. Kepper, Favola, Plugger, the Duck, and even the one-gloved one, Travis Cloak, could slot them through the big sticks on the turn from fifty. Sure, the memory fades, except when you're bludging on the blind side. Yeah, so maybe at the end they could have a a little tin made up. Yeah. You know, maybe a screw top that they could all get a bit of the ash of the pyre. Oh, what a lovely idea. To take home. Yeah, and put on the mantel shelf Ma- or something like piece, that yeah. as a and talking it, point. Yeah, that could be uh, done in black and white. Yes, it could. stripes. Easily. Yeah. Easily, and you would sell those. You'd sell those little jars, little vials of ash. Well, they become tradable, wouldn't they? They, they would. They'd be like a currency. Yes, I've got 40,000. How many have you got? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. See, I agree with you. No closure. No thought, no, no. no thinking about what culture is, how it works, yes. what it means. Yes. See, I've got to No be understanding of tribalism. Thanks. I was just going to go there. Yes. I, I would rate Port Adelaide people as yep. the most tribal group of supporters in Australia. Yes. Alberton, the whole mm-hmm. thing, you yep. know. Yeah. The Foster Williams story, the, yep. uh, the how, many, how many flags they've won, hundreds of thousands of flags. You sure? In the SANFL? Yep. Erupting out of the SANFL? Yeah. You know, and yeah. they, they, it's just a story that is still, mm. you know, part of Adelaide. I suppose the it is. The biggest part of I Adelaide. I suppose it is, yes. But has this tribalism, has it become fused into the Port Power story? Well, it hasn't, has it? I don't think it's taken And that's a failure of leadership. That comes down to cost, cost. isn't it? I mean, he's done nothing, really. Well, he seems to live in Sydney most of the time. He does. I mean, it'd be different if he... And he's more interested in Sunrise, really, in that great little show on Seven than he is in prosecuting the the, the work of Port Power, you'd have to think. Well, you see, it'd be different if he was zooming into Seven from somewhere like, you know, I don't know, the Black Diamond Corner or the railway station there. That'd be terrific. Sure. Um, You know, or even Harborside on a boat. Yes. On a card table or something like that to say, look where I am, the best place on earth. Mm. Alberton. Alberton, yeah. But, it's but not he doesn't because he doesn't live there. It's ne- it nearly like I can tell he's never liked the place and doesn't even like Port Power. 
football. It's Meatloaf, Billy Idol, Tom Jones, Mike Brady, Tina, Chisel, Bon Jovi and Daryl all strutting their stuff at the Big Watusi and bludging on the blind side on ABC Radio. Yeah, so just a little bit of housekeeping here. Remember that this, uh, because the AFL's back in action, uh, this is the last bludging on the blind side the AFL people will be able to listen to, except you'll be able to pick it up on podcast. Uh, simply go to the ABC Listen app or sometimes you can hear it on the digital platforms, the ABC Blast set. Uh, now, if you want to get involved with the show, RoyNHG at abc.net.au and the following have, uh, Roy. Uh, yeah, just a couple of emails here, HG. <clears throat> this one goes back a little bit. I'd just like to acknowledge the excellent email from uh, Janet uh, Haddam who describes herself as an 11 an elevenist. Yes, an elevenist. You may recall we I were do, looking the at 11, the eleven. Yes, the cult of eleven. The cult of eleven. And yes, and she's a paid-up member of the eleven she society. Says, she says here, all praise eleven. Ooh, that's good. Uh, and she sent through a wonderful um, scone recipe, HG, which uh, involves lemonade uh, as part of the uh, ingredients, which is. Uh, which I've tried and it works and yes, it's fantastic. Yes. I think I, when we went scone <coughs> crazy, I think there was a, just a reference to the lemonade scone, but I there didn't was. have the details. No. That's good that she's been able to fill that in. Is yeah. that the sort of work you get from Elevens? Yes, I think yeah. so. People are yeah, very, very dedicated. Yeah. yeah. They see rubbish, they pick it up, they that do. sort of thing. Yep. Now, Paul's been in touch. He says, I write with regard to reducing the time for each quarter of play in the AFL. Yeah, this is a hot topic. If four minutes are shaved off the length of each quarter and a game goes for four quarters, this provides the opportunity for an extra quarter of play in each match within the same total time, a five-quarter match, which I like. Mm. Could the overall scoring of the match not then be shifted to a process similar to that of tennis, i.e. five sets? Now, that is it. He he says, uh, if the virus has changed everything, surely we could change this. Now, hang on, hang on. Would – if you won in straight sets, yep. you'd only have to play three quarters. Three quarters, yep. But everybody would love to see a five-setter. Mm-hmm. So is the oh, – temp- you can have a couple of dead sets, I guess. You just go through the motions for training. But uh, – No. What I was trying to get to yeah. more was um, that there would there, it would encourage mm. – I mean, obviously, it's a betting proposition as well. Yeah. You know, who wins the first one, who wins the second one. Oh, sort of people – te- teams would go dead in the third quarter That's to encourage I mean. yes. the yes. fourth uh, – yes. tanking, we call that in tennis. Tanking. Well, you call it tanking in football as well, actually. Yeah, right. Okay, but would it encourage tanking? Well, in- I hope not. You'd have to weed that right out. Yeah. Tanking, because that affects uh, the bottom line with your gambling. It does. Interest. It does. Now, would Razor Ray have to shout at the players, come on, because he'd be able to be heard by all of them because no one's there. Yeah. You know, come on, no, well, you know, yeah. No North- tanking, you yeah. bludgers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come on. Tank away. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. Sure. There'd be some sort of call like that. Yeah. But it's a fascinating idea, isn't it? Five sets. Five sets, yeah. Five quarters. Mm. I mean... I know. I know. does your head in to begin with. It does. But but it sort of makes sense in a way, doesn't it? Well, as the the correspondent points out, it's a new world. We have to accept change. Look at that (laughs) thing with the prison bar jumper and Port Adelaide and the burning of the jumpers and the little tins with a bit of ash in them. I mean, that's the world we're going to move into. That's the world we're moving into. That's right. The arrow of history. The arrow of history. That's right. When we're led by a man of feathers. That's what you can expect. Um, now, quickly, HG, Patrick's been in touch from Mossvale 
Um, he says, last night me and my girlfriend were watching the much-anticipated rugby league return. After the Roosters v Rabbits game, Sam Burgess and Brandy Alexander were talking about James Tedesco when Brandy said something that confused us and we were hoping you guys might be able to make some sense of it. This must have been on well, Fox, I assume, HG. Yeah, probably was, yes. Sam said, uh, he's always asking questions. And Brandy replied, always asking questions. You can't ask 10 questions a game. And he asks, well, he had 22, 23 runs in the game. And I always go back to Jonathan Thurston and say, well, how many dummies does JT throw in a game? Well, he might throw 10, but only two might work. But he asks 10 questions. But he gets two results out of 10. Tedesco does the same thing. Now, Patrick says, are players allowed to ask more than 10 questions a game? And does have an, anyone have any answers for these questions? It's an interesting thought, isn't oh, it? it is. Can I love players who ask questions. Yes. Can I point out, expecting sense from, from. post-match... <laughs> Rugby league commentators. Indeed. It's a bridge Especially too far. someone like Sam. <laughs> Sam, yeah. Sam and Brandy. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's, it's. What a, do you expect? Exactly. You, you're going to get. Drivel. Drivel, gobbledygook nonsense. Mm. Which I love. Yeah, who no, does? No, no, it's perfectly entertaining. And, yeah. You know, yeah. terrific. And, and you won't get more insightful commentators in rugby league. F- fill in five minutes with that. Yes. Questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I love questions being asked. I mean, I do think Well, it's... how many questions did James Tedesco ask by not playing the other night? No, exactly. I, you hundreds. Know, hundreds, exactly. It hovered what over the What do we match. need him? No. Or That's the big ma- one. How much would he have got if he had played? Yes. How many tries? Yeah, would they have lost had Tedesco played? There's a question <laughs> that the Broncos will be asking because they prepared, Seabold had prepared them to have but, Tedesco asking questions of them. Suddenly, no Tedesco, no questions, <laughs> we lose the game. It's a baffling process, that isn't is, it? That is, isn't it? And preparing for questions, do you think that mm. uh, Mr Seabold yes. had sat them all in rows and asked them, you know, what's my name? Yes. That's good, very good start. Don't lose it now. Yep. Who are you? Yep. As in the Broncos. Yeah. Where do we represent? Brisbane, that's very good. <laughs> Keep it coming. You know, yeah. are there door handles in the room of doubt? No. no. You know, I mean, there you go. Sure, sure, sure. But close your eyes, players. I want you to imagine you're in a room with no doors. All of a sudden, reach out and there's a handle. Turn that handle, open the door. What do you see? Just questions, coach. <laughs> Your bludgeon on the blind side with the champs of the cutout pass, Roy Slaven and H.G. Nelson. How are you going there with more emails? Or uh, texts? Look, uh, Richard from Lennox Head's got in touch. H.G. He says he thinks his wife could be having an affair with Peter Vlanders. She's had no interest in rugby league since Anthony Mundine switched to boxing, but has recently started watching again. Then he's found a coffee mug. With which he can only assume is her pet name for him on the bottom, and it's a, a feather on the coffee mug, HG. Whoa. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to advise you, Richard. Just uh, I, I think there are counselling services available for people who do, yeah. you know, fall in love with inappropriate people. Yes. Maybe yes. you could suggest some yeah. of that. And I'm sure in the Lennox Head area there would be a lot of that. There would. Yep, yep. I, I, I don't know. Maybe... Ah, mm. I can't advise. No. All I can say is that. Uh, Thank goodness look, she it's, did. A, it's a difficult thing to. You cannot compete with him. No, that's You've right. You've just got to drag her kicking and screaming over the line towards you. Yeah, 
And thank goodness she didn't fall in love with the murderer because you'd be oh, in serious trouble. Indeed. Yeah, you'd you know, be, yeah. Yeah. Blood to name putty knife and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you'd be, yeah. Yeah, you'd be wondering where she was and. That's right. And who's been digging up the backyard? <laughs> Now, email, Troy, back to the more serious matters. Uh, yeah, now, Bass has been in touch. Yes, he says, Bass. I'm a cub reporter for fake news. I have a number of questions to submit uh, in relation to the news reports appearing on Channel 9 News earlier this evening. The report showed a video of Terry Lamb in attendance at a Bulldogs training day, shaking hands and giving bear hugs. Now, as head of biosecurity for Rugby League, you are responsible for the sports re- response to COVID-19. There are a number of important questions that come to mind. Were you, meaning me, aware of Terry Lamb's attendance at the Bulldog training? Obviously, I wasn't. Otherwise, you would have been there. I wasn't, Baz, and I think I made that clear earlier. Had he sought permission beforehand, and if so, did you grant an exemption? No, I didn't. He didn't seek any permission whatsoever. If so, if so, did you monitor his bathing and sanitise bath before and after? No, I didn't. I didn't know. If you were unaware, has Terry Lamb burst the bubble? Yes, he has. If so, what punishments are you going to mete out to Lamb and the Bulldogs? Well, they're in lockdown. They're not allowed to train. What else can I do? Look, can you I... No, pl- I can't put them in jail. Yet. Yet. Uh, we would appreciate a response before we go to police. How will this affect current Class A exemptions? Well, it doesn't affect them at all, except that since Lamb has arrived and he's not Class A... It means that temporarily the Bulldogs have lost their Class A status mm-hmm. until Lamb is tested and shown not to be. Well, it's all. Anyway. Oh, there's a suggestion coming from yes. you know, this room that you mm. should step down. Oh, really? I mean, I'm right. not Well, I'm happy that. to step down if someone else is prepared to step up, but I'm not seeing anyone. Now, can I point out that you've. It's just... not as everyone wants this job, no one does. <laughs> now. Listen. Well, it, think about it. Lying in a Senate bath, <laughs> forty times off. a bloody day, being hosed <laughs> off, being hosed off. Get dressed. How's it going, blokes? Yeah, all right, Roy. See us later. Yeah. Try doing right. that forty times every bloody day. Now, for I, nothing. For I, nothing. For the love of rugby league. Yes. Now, can I come to the nub here? All we can do is set these protocols in place. It's yes. up to Australia. Yes. To follow the protocols and. In the main, we've succeeded. That's right. The fact that Barlam hasn't listened to anything for the no, last 40 years. Well, he never has. Exactly. He's recalcitrant, always has been, and that's why I've never liked the bloke. If you are an Australian confused by the terms multi, pick the score, first try scorer or pick the margins, Bludging on the Blind Side provides a free helpline service. Dial 1-800-BACKDOOR-BENNY and make an appointment for the whole family. And, you know, I mean, I, I was mentioning earlier mm. about Eddie Maguire and the incredible work he's done oh, keeping yes. AFL filling, on filling the, the yeah, void that the murderers left. Yep. And sensible. You know, they're all great ideas. You know, sell Collingwood to America, terrific. And yes. now I understand he's got his own show in America. Does he? I'm not sure what it is. Hello, right. everyone. I'm Eddie Maguire. Right. I, I, I'm the president of the Collingwood Football Club. Already people must be tuning in. Well, hang on. Hasn't he got that millionaire hot seat show? Yeah, but that's on nine in Australia. Yeah, I know, but can't they sell that overseas? Oh, Americans that. would love that show. Especially if they realised it was presented yeah. by the president of the Collingwood, the Collingwood Football, Football Club. Yes. And, and they never they, they never say that at the start of the show. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Eddie Maguire, president of the Collingwood Football Club. Welcome to... 
They should. Hot, they should. And they should have a bit of footage yeah. of the players yep. in the prison bars. Yes. Running around, maybe taking a mark, kicking a goal. Yep. A couple of highlights, maybe, yep. I don't know, Ronnie Weirmouth, Peter Dacos. Yes. Uh, you know, et cetera, from the old days. Yep. And then modern players yep. like um, Jordan DeGoey. Sure. Slotting one through. And it's not as if many questions bob up that are related to the Magpies. They're not. What a glaring more, omission there. more general knowledge questions. I know, like you know? what's the longest river in the world? Yeah. Hmm. That's right. Now, we've got that problem of, and, and let's face it, Eddie often has to, I don't know, he must wake up on Monday morning and think, oh, I still muddy the, you mm. know, Gill's not doing anything. They're mm. not talking rugby. Uh, yeah, they're talking rugby league. They're not talking AFL. What am I going to do? Yeah. So. He comes up with the idea of selling, you know, the Collingwood to America, never mind yep. the fact that he can't sell it. And then he thinks, well, you know, I'm going to have to fill in the gap. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he he discovers, you know, Peter Volandis doing this great work. So yes. he's got to bag Peter Volandis, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. But then the other person who's doing great work in this space is Kane Corns. Kane Corns, the same sort of thing. He thinks, oh, well, the murderer's not doing anything, you know. Mm-hmm. I've got to whip up something here. What can we get? Oh, Koshy and Eddie. Oh, yeah, that's okay. They've got that covered. Now, yeah. what I'll do is I'll I'll say what a great job Peter Volandis is doing. That'll get them talking that's in right. AFL, which that's is fair right. enough. Yeah, yeah. Now, so he says, um, um, hmm, how does it go? I think it's been outstanding and a lesson for the AFL, what Volandis well, has done. That's right. For the first time, I think Australian sport, in Australian sport, the AFL are somewhat behind the times. They are. They've been at least be- a fortnight behind. They've be- <laughs> Exactly a fortnight behind. Mm. No, they've been beaten to the punch by Peter Volandis. Yes. He's an absolute genius. Genius, yes. Well, anybody who can get to Mar- the moon and look at Mars, Mars yes. is a genius. Yes. Anyone who's well, that's, been- that's the thing about the man of feathers. You know, most people would be happy to go to the moon and think, well, I've done the Enough. job. Yeah, you know, right. It's great up here. Beautiful. Love it. Love the view. Beautiful. Not Volandis. He gets there and thinks, we're next. Yeah, exactly. We're next. So mm. anyone who's been critical, put your hand up. Mm-hmm. It's front page and back page. They're dominating the headlines. You see, this is what I'm worried about here. Yeah. It's a yawning chasm yep. and, you know, you've got battlers. I don't mm-hmm. mean to be unkind to them, like Kane Corn struggling to come up with a view. Mm-hmm. So Peter Volandis is great. Yep. I'm not having a crack at the AFL, says Corns. I'm having a crack at the people who were critical and there were plenty of them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a crack at those people now uh, who now look silly about those comments they made a month ago. So That's obviously right. along the lines of Volandis will never get this off the ground. That's right. When Volandis said we're opening up on whatever it was, the 18th of uh, May, yeah. people laughed. Laughed. Scorned they did. him. Yes. Yeah, scorned yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's okay. laughing now? Exactly. Now, then we get to the problem of, uh, you know, what other issues? Now, mm-hmm. could the Crows, that's the Adelaide Crows, we've talked a little bit about Alberton and Port Power and the history of the prison bar and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Could they have a co- cultural issue? This is a great topic. Mm-hmm. See, every club's got cultural issues. Yes. But according to Kane Corns, there's time for the Crows to admit they have a cultural issue. What a cultural problem. A cultural problem. Corns what is, is their culture? I didn't know they had a culture. Well, Kane Corns is... <laughs> <laughs> Kane Corns has called for the Adelaide Crows to put their hand up and admit they have a problem with the culture of the club. This is to follow some comments made by... Are they too tribal? Is that the problem? Or not tribal enough? Too tribal. Oh, I mean, who do they hate and who hates them? Well, they obviously, because they're in the same town as Port Power, you assume that they hate Port Power. Oh, they would. That's why you have the showdown. Showdown DV1X, whatever it's going to (laughs) be. Now... 
The trouble is uh, this comes in the wake of Andrew McLeod, the former great player, the number 23, I think, uh, wonderful player, says he doesn't feel welcome back at the club. Oh, dear. And now Mark Rusciuto, that's the general Mark Rusciuto from Mark Rusciuto Motors on Main North Road, and Rod Jamison, Mm -hmm. they've said uh, it was a little surprising to hear of his comments. Mm This is Jamison. He's an employee of the club and an assistant coach to the women's team. So his actions don't reflect what he said. I'm really surprised. I spoke to Andrew McLeod and he feels the way that he feels the way he does. If he wants to speak, he should put. Uh, but um, he should. But from our pa- past players' perspective, we couldn't be doing anything better for, from the programs we have in place. And the AFL's Players Association have recognised that for a number of years. Right. Well, that sounds it. like corporate speak to me. Head in the sand. Yeah, head in the sand stuff. Now, what's the problem? He's not welcome at the club. And yet he's coaching, the, coaching, coaching the, the, the women's, women's team. Yeah. 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 Well, what's his issue? The general says, I'm really disappointed for him saying that in public mm. because there are ways of dealing with things and not dealing with things and he's done the wrong thing by talking in public. And this right. is the last thing. The well, football- maybe he's brought it up when he's gone to the club. Yeah. And, uh, and no one's listened. And no one's yeah, listened to up. him. Yeah, shut, yeah, shut up. Yeah. We don't want to hear from you anymore, Andrew. <laughs> Now, and this is the last thing the football club needs when they're trying to survive in the biggest financial crisis in the history of football. If he feels that strongly about it, fair enough, speak to speak up. Maybe he did and so they'd, you know, people would listen some more. Right. Right. So I don't know what well, goes Well, it's baffling. I don't know if he's welcome in the club or not. Does he ever go to the club? Apart from the training of the women's group, but they might not train at the club. No, they might train somewhere else. Train somewhere like else. Like Oval. Because he's not welcome in the club. No. Why isn't he welcome to the club? Don't people like him? It's a baffling. Was he ever likeable? Wow. Maybe he's just unlikable. I don't know the bloke. I've never met him. Has he got a touch of the Max Verstappens about him? Is that what's wrong with him? Well. If that's the case, I don't want to know the bloke. Brothers are the lifeblood of the AFL. Imagine the game without the enormous contribution of the Cloaks, the Jarmans, the Kernos, the Browns, the Crouches and the Archies. Forgotten by many, but not by genuine Aussies. Bludging on the blind side. Look, speaking of Verstappen, there is Who's a... Who's speaking of Verstappen? Oh, oh I was, sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. Now, can I just point out that there's a bit of a campaign on social media... Mm to approach Verstappen, mm. to get him to approach Verlanders mm. about being an international ambassador for Rugby Lake. Max Verstappen, a, I, s- a spokesman, can, can I, an ambassador uh, yeah. can for I, uh, anything? Yeah, don't, don't. Apart from I, excrement. Don't, I can see him as an ambassador for excrement. Mm. Try not to get too outraged by this. I think it's a bit of a G up. Oh, thank you. Mm. Good, good. I just want to put that. Can I bit. just say I don't appreciate those sorts of G ups? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of serious stuff going on in the world at the moment. We don't need that sort of rubbish uh, coming from left field. <laughs> we don't. And the difficulty is, mind you, if the world did need an ambassador for excrement, I can think of no finer figure. Ambassador. An ambassador is Max Verstappen. <laughs> hey. True. True. Now coming back to the problem of uh, Holden and Ford at V8 supercar. You know, that particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ford's decision to stop Australian manufacturing in 2016 and switch its uh, muscle car from the Falcon to the American-built Mustang started the decline in interest, according to some. Mm. This is in supercars in general. General Motors Holden moved to offshore manufacturing at the end of 2017, landed an even harder hit. 
Mm-hmm. They replaced the Commodore with the front-wheel drive vehicle, the ZB Commodore, built offshore, and it sort of staggered on, but, of course, it was totally rejected by the car-buying public, as it should be. Yes. As it should be. Uh, well, a which, Commodore front-wheel drive. I know. Mm-hmm. Madness. Yeah. It's something you might pass off to Verstappen and yeah. leave it there. Yeah. yeah. Now, the trouble was that um, they then the supercar spokespeople said the series had been planning for a future without Commodore for a while. Mm. 2022, it planned to launch its Gen 3. I might have said G3. Yeah, Gen you did 3. say G3. Gen 3 chassis. Yeah. Which manufacturers and engineers will have to work with in order to comply with the race category regulations. Now, this makes it sound like an IndyCar setup, i.e., yeah. everybody driving the same thing, if I've got that right. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, oh, I see. Well, I don't mind that so much if everyone's driving the same vehicle. Gen 3 will adopt a new control it's chassis. It's just what we're going to miss, HG, is what I'd call the tribalism. I know. And that's what people loved. We loved hating Ford, and others loved hating Holden. Holden. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what it was all about. And tribalism. Yeah. So the Blue Oval. Yeah. Obviously, versus, you know, the General. Yeah. Now, Gen 3 will adopt new control chassis adaptable to a wide variety of body shapes, allowing small and large two door coupes and oh, the retain a close association look with the donor road car. Now, that's not going to work. No. Anyway, it gets down to now Jordan Nemmer. Uh, who runs uh, STU Automotive in uh, Adelaide's Inner South, believes there's little future in supercars once Holden exits, mm. which they've done. Being at the Superloop, I didn't realise it was called the Superloop. The Superloop. Yeah, in, this year in Adelaide 500, that's out, uh, you know, in the East Parklands, I think, I noticed that it had died down compared to other years. I reckon once Holden goes, that'll be the end of it. Right. The Adelaide 500 has been the only race of the series held this year so far to the era of history. Yeah, yeah. The Ford Racing Carnival attracted its lowest crowd in 17 years of just 206,000, a crowd that has been in steady decline since 254,000, 273,000, right. etc. Yep. since the two giants of motorsport closed down their manufacturing base. Ah, God, there's a lesson there. There is a lesson Now, can there, I ask, should the government step in? Mm. Should the government step in and say, okay. And reboot our manufacturing reboot. industry. Is that what that's you're talking about? That's Re- what I'm talking about. Retool Fishman's Bend. Yes, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Geelong. Yep, yep, yep. You know, and start manufacturing, but not necessarily a Holden, but a, 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 a car. car built for Australian conditions that, for, for, for flood and drought. Yeah. That's what we want, isn't it? <laughs> flood and drought, and I tell you what, and call Flood it some, and drought-resistant cars and, that are really bloody quick. Yeah, and let's begin a national conversation yes. to establish a name. Yes. If it's going to be called... The called, Bradman. The Bradman. Ooh. Just thinking. Just thinking. How about the Winks? Yes, that's not bad. That's yeah, not what bad. You, what's your dad got? Oh, he's got a Winks. Yeah. Four, oh, two, yeah, one. yeah. The, Go the, quick. The, the V8 Winks, you know, the four litre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a conversation. What's it like? Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's a conversation. Got Sydney to Goulburn in 20 minutes. <laughs> See any coppers? No. <laughs> it's copper proof. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Sydney to Goldman Ra- Radar won't detect it. Yeah. It's got that special. It's know. going so quick. Yeah. In the paint. Stealth paint. Stealth paint. Mm. <laughs> we got it from the KGB. <laughs> um, although I know they yeah. don't exist anymore. Mm. Um, so. Anyway, well, that's a thought to, to rebuild and retool. I think that, that uh, I mean, you can talk about offering people, you know, $25,000 to build a bigger toilet in the backyard. Great. You know, I've got no problems with that, getting some tradies some work. You know, brilliant. 
Mm. But. But. Manufacturing. Manufacturing is what Australians want to see. Australians want to see an Australian car. I know. I know. Right? Imagine how proud we'll feel. How proud would we be, especially when it comes out and beats Ford? <laughs> of course. Because that is, I mean, and you know, that's I'll, your benchmark. I'll go out on a limb here yep. and I wouldn't care if it was Chinese funded. That's how far out on a limb I'm going. Whoa. Very difficult in the political conditions. Well, I know, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Who's got to reach out? Is it it up to the Prime Minister to reach out to President Xi and say, President Xi, have you heard of Holden? Exactly, reaching out, saying, have you heard of Holden? He's obviously going to say no, but then you send a few photos and telling the Peter Brock story. (laughs) This will interest your President, Mr President, yeah. Peter Brock, that goes through the translator. What? <laughs> king no. of the Mountain. Yeah, King of the Mountain. You get that. I ah, see. King of the Mountain. That's me. That's me. Yes. Yeah. All in. I'll call you Peter Brock, <laughs> President G. Oh. Suddenly. And then give him the overalls with yes. Brock written on the back. That's it. And then give him a go at Commodore 05. Thank you. Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Okay, and now, uh, look, uh, I can't hold this back. Time for another giveaway. Uh, This uh, time he uh, capitalised on the uh, wonderful fortnight of the Sydney Olympics with a dream. Uh, part one, as in week one, and the dream part two, as in week two. And uh, look, these are these are just terrific. I mean, I know people are buying VHSs all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, so as I can just play these when they come through the mail. And, and what a week it is! You know, people are getting together. Sure, bin night was a great way of getting people together through the still is. lockdown. Still is. So on, listening to the podcast yeah. and so on is fantastic. And a big shout out to people who are still bin nighting. Yeah. But this is a new one because we can move around now. Mm. Imagine you getting the dream week one, week two mm. at your place with your VHS mm. and dial it up for the fortnight that's coming up of the ream, yeah. of the ream living of that fabulous time in Sydney in, Sydney. in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so this is uh, you know on offer for you and mm-hmm. uh, some lucky listener who can answer the following question, Roy. Yes, the question is, actually, how long does it take the Winks to get from Sydney to Goulburn? That's the, the uh, four-litre four litre Winks. How long does it take to get the Winks from Sydney to Goulburn? Australians, these are rugby league heroes we should never forget. Kevin Hardwick, Steve Edmund, Tulson Tollett, Horry Hastings, Lord Ted Goodwin and Brett Horsnell. All remembered fondly with thoughts and prayers on Bludging on the Blind Side. And who are we talking to, Roy? Yeah, we're joined by Joy, who's joining us from Alberston in Tasmania. How are you there, Joy? I'm very well, thank you. Now, Joy, what's going to bring people to Alveston? Well, uh, we've got the Rocket Park. The Rocket Unfortunate, Park. Yeah, we've got the Rocket Park right at the end of my street. Right. Wow. Unfortunately, they've um, the council has closed off the actual rocket. So right. while it's sitting there, yep. you can't actually go in it. But you can stand and look at it. Okay. Now, how big is this rocket? Give us. A, is it a oh, what do you call a Saturn V or? Oh, about twenty meters tall, I would say. Okay. And yes. is this the sort of thing that kids like to clamor clamor into and climb up? Well, they did. 
Yes, it was it was a huge draw card until the council saw fit to actually close the manhole off. Right. Yes, and so, was there any reason given? Was a, a, a leaflet drop? Uh, oh, Oc Health and Safety. Oh, uh, well, no. Right. Were, were there any dramas, any accidents? Did uh... Uh, not, not that I know of. It was just something that they thought perhaps might happen. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe the council had difficulty getting insurance. Possibly, yeah. Now, However, we have, do have a great big, huge slide which we can use. When I walk from my house to the village, yeah. I can actually go via the slippery dip. Isn't that fantastic? Give us an idea of the scale of the slippery dip. Does it drop, say, Whoa. 400 metres? Oh, at least. At, at least. least. And if you, if you take it at speed, mm. you can end up in the river. Mm. Fair Good enough. Grief. That is fantastic. Mm. Now, yeah. which river would this be, Joy? That's the Leven. Okay. The River Leven. And has it got a good depth of water in it at the moment? Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, good. Yeah. And the Leven, uh, you know, where would it rise, if that's the right word, and where would it come out into the, you know? The... Uh, it begins at a beautiful place called Guns Plains and uh -huh. it issues out at the mouth of the Leven into Bass Strait. Bass Strait. And could you get a kayak in it and paddle all the oh, way down? Yeah. Yeah, 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 right up to the golf club. Isn't yep. that fantastic? Now, mm. this Rocket Park, does it have a name or is it just called the Rocket Park? Oh, it's colloquially the Rocket Park, yes. Yeah, okay. Mm. Well, uh, I'd love to see it. I know. I didn't know this was happening there. I, did, I had no idea. And can mm. I ask, does the council go round and grind down the pavements uh, because of uh, people tripping over the bits of concrete that stick up or is, is that work that's yet to be done? Oh look, we've the the pathways that we have in Alveston are something to behold. Uh, they most of them lead from one park to another. Oh, it sounds place. like a town, of, a town parks. of parks. How many parks? Are, how many parks have you got in the town there? Oh, I reckon it'd be at least six, and all of them hold, um, you know, um, uh, some reference to wars. Wars been involved in, so there, there is a there is an opening there for the new uh, the new team. Yes, the rural and regional the rural and regional Anzacs could maybe play. adopting. Yes, we could play at give, Rocket Park one uh, one now round. Now, give us an idea of what 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 uh, battles are celebrated there. I mean, Long Tan and uh, Kokoda. Oh, oh no, we'd be talking First World War. Are we talking First World War here, Joy? There's there's monuments to just about everything you can think of. <laughs> Yep. So it's a town of parks and monuments. It is. It is. We've got a monument to the Boer War, actually, that's only recently being moved from the Queen's Parade mm. down into an area close to the Rocket Park. And that's that fantastic. Has that caused outrage? <laughs> no, no, it hasn't caused outrage no, at all. People are happy was, about uh, that? You know, it was sinking. The Boer War Monument. Oh, was thinking. All oh, right. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair now, enough. can I just before Roy sets the question out for you, and thanks for that update mm. from your fair city. Uh, where do you stand on an AFL team for Tasmania? Not these blowing sides like the Kangaroos and the Hawks, but a real team. You know, well, called the Devils. Or I know. I know. It looks. It comes up. It comes up every year. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's been untold number of consultants employed every year. Yes. We're part of the job recreation scheme, I would say. Right. 
to okay. uh, yeah to, to form a, a Tasmanian team. But it never gets anywhere. Joy, what's anywhere. what's the population of Alveston? Alveston, I think last count, minus one or two, mm-hmm. 10,000. 10,000. Oh, right, there you go. Hmm. So you may have the best war memorial to population ratio of anywhere in the world. Certainly the best park I, to population I, yeah. ratio. I'd agree with that. Yeah, we do. We do have our local Alberston Robins. Yes. Yeah. How are they going? They started playing this year. Are they able to play? No. Because of no, 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 no. The gate, the 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 the, um, park was open the other night. I saw some cars parked around Uh the oval down there. Oh, okay, good. Oh, well, I like people watching it from their cars. Hmm. Okay, the Robins. Now, is the Robin a local bird that's of prominence there? the Tasmanian robin, yes, which is an indigenous bird. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm. That's good. Well, there's a lot to see. I, mean, I know. There's so much I about know. that we don't know about. I know. See, mm. we got those thoughts from earlier in the day from Gary, yes. Tweed Heads. And Tweed Heads. It's fantastic. Yeah. See, every place has got some reason to visit. Like that's why I suggested yeah. Lithgow be a place where people might be able to go to this weekend. Sure, sure. So much to see. Yeah. Now, Joy. Wouldn't it be good to bro- see a sort of sister city relationship between, say, Tweed Head and Alveston. Alveston, yeah. Wouldn't that be lovely? I do have a link to Lithgow. My my father worked in the ammunition factory there. The small arms factory, good man. Go. What was he building? The FN rifle? The <laughs> three oh three. No. <laughs> now, Joy, let Roy set out the question. Have a swing at it. Now, Joy, how long does it take the Winks to get? That's the for the four leader Winks to get from Sydney to Goulburn. A mere 20 minutes, right? Yes, I know. It's a fantastic. It's a dream come true. Fantastic. And speaking of the dream, you've got uh, week one and week two to look forward to here. The colours on these VHSs, they're just incredible. The sound, unbelievable joy. Thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. The 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than these four bludgers on the blind side. Obviously, people have been thinking about things while the COVID crisis has been amongst us, and the the Australian Turf Club has launched the longest LED screen on a race course in the world at Rose Hill. That's Volandis, isn't it? Yeah, that's Volandis. That's the man of feathers. He's done it again. How big is this screen? Well, it runs 150 metres. 150 metres? Adjacent to the straight, the $5 million project will provide a dynamic on-track experience on a 1.8 metre high screen inside the running rail. Whoa. Now, you see, again, I mean, is this where we're going with this work, you know, Mm -hmm. for rugby league, rugby league, Mm -hmm. is that somehow at Lotto Land it'll be... Inside there will be a screen. Yes. Now I know there you was. You can a... watch horse racing while you're watching the footy. Is that yeah, what you mean? Is that's that... one thing. That... But now you know that rather twee thing. They've got cardboard cutouts of people oh, in yeah. club colours in the stand. Sure. If there weren't people, you would be able to have digitally superimposed people yes. on this screen, or obviously broadcast on this screen, yes. filling in that sc- space. Yep. But realistically, a crowd mm. which could be sampled from the ground when there are a lot of people in it. Yes. Yeah, I, I can have problems with that. Because no, I understand. Because you're making a TV show. That's yeah, that's I mean. right. 
It will carry everything from the latest betting odds to advertising for the ATC partners during the race day. Nowhere in the world has a system of this scale, Mm. according to Peter Volandes. It's a game changer for race day experience when we can roll out the content around uh, the track on this system not seen before. A game changer for race day experience. Now, isn't that the Volandes... Motto, it's all about customer satisfaction. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm not sure what that yeah, is. Yeah, he always puts the consumer yeah. front, front and, and centre. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, I that's exactly can't right. Wait. So this is 150 metres wide, this screen, HG. How tall is it? I'm not quite 1. getting 1. it. 1.8 metres. It's oh, 2 metres high. it's very narrow. Yeah, it runs along the running rails, so you can see. Oh, okay. I assume you can see race replays on it or you know, maybe the right. maybe Rose Hill, they could take the uh, fourth from Flemington and put it up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a weird idea, really. I mean, I mean yeah. Look, if it was you know 100, not, 100 meters high and one hundred and fifty meters wide, then I can see some sort of cinematographic advantage here. But seeing it's very narrow, I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, well, that, I come to your point. Sixteen by nine is what we have at home now. Yeah, one hundred and fifty to one point eight. It's a nice. <laughs> I mean, what's your configuration? There's going to have to be dedicated programming to make this sort of fit this format. I know. Dedicated programming for sure. Yeah. I don't know what he's got in mind there. But I'm interested to find out. Mm. Mm. You know, I I mean, imagine watching, say, Home and Away on 150 by 1.8. It'd change it. Oh, it'd do your head in, Roy. (laughs) Now, how are we going on the text? Is there anything or e- more emails? Oh, someone's happen? suggesting Robin Gray. Robin Gray might have been a former Tasmanian premier. Yeah. For what? For the team. That's why they're the Robins. Oh, I don't know. No, I don't I think so, that. though. Oh. Think now, one thing speaking of this is that, you mm-hmm. know, people have had a lot of uh, time on their hands. Yeah. And Nick Haynes from the GWS Giants oh, yes. has uh, decided he's going to make a film. Is he really? Yeah, and okay. uh, he says he, he always he always likes the docos that pick out a quote or a phrase for their title. Yeah. I like Phil Jackson coining the last season, the last dance for obviously Martin mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, Cogs has a line and that was the rise of the giants. I reckon that's what it's going to be called, the rise of the giants. The rise of the giants. Yeah. Now, can I point out the giants yeah. lost by almost a record losing margin they in did, the AFL they? grand final? I they mean, did. is that... Gilding the lily a bit. Yeah. So he's got uh, he's got a lot of great things there. He's holed up at home one day early in the lockdown period. Haynes decided to relive the devastation of the 2016 preliminary final for the first time. Right. Now, people with a knowledge of this will remember, of course, this is one that they meant, went in to win. Yes. And, you know, the bulldog clobbered them and yeah. got away, you know, with it. You know, obviously went on to win the flag that year. Yeah. yeah. Now. Well, he, they haven't quite risen yet, the Giants, have they? No. But they've got some great They've been threatening there. to rise. I mean, they've got green. They can always build a team around the grub. Whatever the grub's there, there's hope, isn't there? There is. There is. And obviously the uh, the two twin prongs mm. are giants, yep. loss and green. So these yeah. two things are sort of – Yep. and they've got Reece, uh, one of the Shaw brothers there. I want to say Reese. That might be wrong. It might right. be Heath. Heath. Um, okay. Heath Shaw there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich might be coaching the kangaroos. Yeah. Uh, now, Could I suggest he focuses this documentary a little bit? I mean, if it was the Toby Green story, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people would be interested. How about the rise of a giant? The rise of a giant. Yes, or the heart of a giant. Uh-huh. 
or the giant grub? The most decent people on earth? Australians. The fittest people on earth? Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians? The AFL community. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Yes, uh, Roy, uh, look, the, the world... Someone in the text is suggesting that the man of feathers could get a new Australian car up if he so <laughs> choose. He'd be the man yeah. you'd turn to. Hang on. Uh, but look at the connections there. Winks, an Australian racing champ. Holland yep. is an Australian rugby league and racing champ. Yep. Yes, I see a point. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, just coming back to some of these stadium. I know we talked last week about the problems at you know Leichhardt. Some of these joints are fairly busted ass these days, aren't they? I mean, I know uh, a lot of lands. Yeah. Cot case, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's really yeah. difficult. And going out to Campbelltown, I mean, that's a bridge yeah. too far. Sure. And what's going to be the. But that sort of feeds into the team. It makes the Manly Seagulls oh, no, feel as if that. they're. Yeah, against Everyone the hates world. Us. Yeah, they won't give us any money. Won't give us no money. Yeah, I remember Tony Abbott was the member. He yeah. said every didn't year. Didn't give they, us nothing. Didn't give us nothing. Every year they said we're going to rebuild it. Yeah, it's going to be never great. did. Never, never did, did nothing. Because everybody hates us. Well, that's true. But it feeds it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. Now, what I was trying to get to was was that will they be state of the art or will there have to be compromises? And what power does yeah. Volandis have over the state government that's going to persuade the state government to shell out $50 billion a yeah. time to build these things? Yeah. Well, his point is if you're not going to spend the money on the, on the big stadium... We're going to take the grand final. Give away. us that money and then he's going to have to deal with local councils. Oh, right. He's which should be it. easy for him. Yeah, but are they going to really take the grand final away from Sydney? Because oh, that's a threat. He won't. Is he threatening that? He is. Where's he want to take it? Apart from Watsford Oval. Well, how did you feel that Watsford Oval wasn't well, included? Well, I, I feel flattered. I thought, you beauty. Well, we're ready. We've got the lift. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the lift. <laughs> I forgot about the yeah. lift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what I'm trying to get to, though, is obviously the grand final could come there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But... These other places, yeah. you know, like Lotto Land and, you know, Belmont and all those yeah, sort of yeah, places, yeah, 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 they're yeah. going to, you know, Are expect... they going to put in a bid for the grand final? Yeah, that's, that's what worries me. Oh, mm. Lord. Mm. A boutique grand final. Mm. I didn't know he had that in mind at all. Well, He's really got the hump with Big Stadia, hasn't he? He has. He has. He hates them. He hates them. Yeah. I don't know why because they're mm. great. Yeah. Now, when we come to it, will the 30 centimetre of sausage roll be available at these places? Will you be able to have a toilet in your seat? You know, will you be able yeah. to have a screen in front of it? I mean, is that all on? I don't know. I is don't that all know. part of this package? Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. And uh, I know time's getting away from us again this week. Uh, I just want to finish up with the Dragons. How much trouble are they in? Mm. The, well, uh, the joint McGregor, venture. Well, he can't coach. That, that's obvious. I like the bloke. I've always liked him. Terrific mm. bloke. You couldn't find a bloke more knowledgeable about rugby league, more knowledgeable more about... More interested in More it. interested in mm. St George and the St George story, you know, the 11 premierships all those years ago, the, the you know, Norm Proven, Channel mm. Anglins, you know, the Anosi Togo story. Oh, yeah, the... All of that. The Tongan the connection. Apisai and Anosi, the Tongan yeah. connection, all oh. of that, Johnny Fafito. I mean, it just goes on and on. He knows the history of the club back to front. Mm. But you can't get him to talk about now. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I, 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 You've you know, the, the other day it. I said, look, look, what went wrong the other day? He said, what are you talking about? I said, St George, they were rubbish the other day, weren't they? He said, what about the 11 premierships? 
Fair enough. Fair enough, I thought. Now, yeah, you can see. Well, I don't have to just, say any more. It must drive the players crazy because yeah. he just arrives with a with a clipboard, sits down and starts just, telling them about Billy Smith and the Rainbow Connection with the old firm with Changalang. And Puff. And Puff. Yeah, Puff. You know, you go, let me tell you about Puff. Yeah. And the players are thinking, shut up. Tell us how to play today. They've actually got quite good players too. That's They've the got win. wonderful players. Mm. Now, Mitchell Stark. He says the game's going to die without ball tampering. And have I yeah. quoted him right? You there? have, you have. By ball tampering, he means spitting on the ball and rubbing the ball and minties and, 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 and all of that. The yeah. sandpaper and stuff like that. Oh, the, not sandpaper. I don't think oh, he's, uh, he went that far. No, no, he's not going that far. No, no, because but, this is a ban on being able to spit on the ball. Now, the game's well, going to die. Well, I don't think the game will die, but I think that it is an issue. You should be able to put spit on the ball. And what I'm suggesting is that you get players who have tested and you know they're clear, they're COVID clear, allow them to spit into a jar a, into a jar that the umpire carries out <laughs> into the field and between balls or whatever you want, a designated player goes up, sticks his fingers into the spit and rubs it on the ball. Mm-hmm. Easy. I know that's an elegant solution. Yeah, now and it's a real talking point for you know if you're Jim Maxwell's or whatever. Oh well, they're going to the spit bucket now, and you change the spit bucket. Maybe it drinks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. And then of course you put them in the bath with the hand sanitizer and shower them off in between overs. I suppose. I mean, just, <laughs> it's doable. <laughs> it's doable. Mm. And yep. can is, is he worried that without ball tampering... You're not going to get any ball movement. Yeah, and so the bat dominates all yes. the time. Yes, yes. Which a is patch what we the, don't want. No, that's the last thing we want. Yeah, especially when you've got, uh, you know, players wanting to become leg spinners, AFL players. I was shocked by that. AFL prodigies. I mean, surely that, they, that kid will come to his senses sooner or later. Not while the murderer is there. No. The murderer is just He's dragging dancing, him away. dancing on the uh, grave of... Everything. Now, am I right in thinking that two comps fell over this week too in Melbourne? Thank they you very said, much, murderer. I know. They said we can't yeah. do the comp this year. Yep. They're going to come back And there's nothing that the police can do. You know, there's blood everywhere, blood in his car, blood all over his hands, blood all over his clothes, blood all through his house. But, oh, no, not allowed to, not allowed to ask questions about that. And on that cheerful note, we leave you uh, from the blind side. We say goodbye to South of the Twist, South of the Murray. Yes, and farewell. Good luck with your footy season. And uh, if you want to see how it's done, remember you can always look north. See you later. It's a captain's call. Thanks, ref. Blokes, let's have a bludge on the blind side with Roy and HG. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.